All right, so welcome back. Today I'm joined by Josser, my good friend Josser, and uh, fellow Mert, uh, McMurtry College guy. And uh, we're going to talk about something to do with social media. But first, I'm going to let Josser just briefly introduce himself before we dive right into our little conversation here. Yeah, hi. My name is Josser Aman. I'm a freshman at McMurtry College. Uh, I am Raj Paul's peer now. He originally was the OE coordinator for Rice for me. But now we are both in the same SOPA class. Yeah, so, shout out to SOPA 200. Yes, sir. So I'm very glad to be here. Very glad that I have the chance to talk. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, of course. Thank you for joining us. And uh, so something we just, we had like this mutual like joint epiphany about two, three minutes ago. And we we're like, hmm, social media. Because Josser was talking about scrolling through Instagram. And I was like, wow, you know, what about like this fake persona that you can create on social media that doesn't reflect how you're actually feeling? You know, so that it's just, it's an interesting, it's an interesting concept and something that, um, like social media only, you, you can show what you want people to see, but you can't show people everything, right? So authenticity is always lacking. For sure. And I think that like, what's really interesting about like social media specifically in this moment, I don't know about you, but I've, I've hopped on the Be Real train. I know a lot of other people have hopped on Be Real. If you're not aware what Be Real is, yeah. it's an app where you get a notification once every 24 hours at a random time interval. And then you just are supposed to take a snapshot of like whatever you're doing at the time, no filters, no nothing like that. And it's supposed to kind of undermine that idea of like, you know, social media only portraying what you want to portray. Um, and I don't know, Raj Paul, are you on Be Real personally or? Yeah, personally, I am not on Be Real, but I, I definitely kind of want to join after this episode because I feel like uh, I have a couple, a couple of my housemates are on Be Real and they like post it. I've been in a couple Be Real photos, but I like the concept of it because it's like, okay, let's, this is a candid moment of your life. You have two minutes. Let's go. Yeah. No, yeah. I really think that that kind of idea is really cool. I personally, I think it, it does kind of depend on how much you buy into it. There are the chronic late be real posters, but like, I don't think that it's like harmful in any way. And I think that it's probably a better way for social media to move forward. Cause like, as we were talking about earlier, you do have like these false portrayals of like, kind of what your reality is like, and it can be kind of alienating, honestly, in my yeah. opinion. No, it definitely can be because you can like see what someone's posting and like internally be like, wow, I wish I was doing that. Right. And maybe like and then there's other moments where you're posting something and someone else is like, wow, I wish I was doing that. But in the reality, intrinsically, you could have just been like, oh, I just wanted to share this with my homies. And like that yeah. person could have just been like, oh, I just wanted to share what I was doing. I didn't intend on you for, for you to feel this way. But naturally, with social media, as you know, and have seen people just start to compare their lives with one another. And like who's having more fun, who's doing this, who's doing that. But in reality, all social media should be is just being real with like, hey, I'm doing this right now. For sure. I think like there is pretty like, I don't know, I think my idea of social media has changed in the past few months, especially because like before I kind of viewed it as like a portfolio for like, I don't know, I was thinking like the college apps brain. Mm, was, yeah. Okay. If somebody like if an admissions officer were to look me up, then like, Oh no, what if I like post something like exactly. Like I have to show off like my debate stuff and all that. And if you look through my social media, I think that's pretty apparent. But right. I think there there has been like a shift. Initially it was like because I was on Instagram like 2012 initially as like a little fourth mm. grader. And like <laughs> I have a bunch of like very cringy screenshots of like these memes that I would post just like every day, like hundreds of posts like total. And then I just deleted them all at a certain point because I was like I need to get on it. And I think Instagram, especially, that's kind of what I'm thinking about, shifted for being super casual 
And then it became this place where like, it did kind of have like that mindset of putting out only what you want other people to see. But I don't know about you, but I've kind of seen the reverse. People are kind of like doing like the casual. Like, now, more so than ever, I agree. It's been, yeah. I think the pandemic definitely influenced that because sure. when everyone's lives are kind of shitty, you kind of have to, <laughs> no, seriously, I mean, that's- Oh yeah, you're right. Like you can't really sugarcoat something this as bad as a pandemic, regardless yeah. of what you're doing, right? Even the most well-off people were suffering a little bit, but- No, you're definitely right. Yeah. No, I think that that is also something I was thinking about. Like, I've thought about this a lot too. It's like, I think there was the whole controversy with like the celebrities doing like the imagine, like whatever. I don't know if you remember that. When, like during the pandemic, they're doing the singing and stuff. And there was a lot of this comparison between like them living in the pandemic and like showing off like their lifestyle. And like, I don't know, it it is kind of, there is like that dissonance in my mind there. Cause like, sure. I think that you're right in saying that like everybody was like suffering. A lot of these people were out of work as well. Mm -hmm. But of course, they were already at like these higher kind of standards yeah. of living. So like, I think it just made people bitter, um, mm, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think I've just always like thought about like, I haven't, I don't really have like a take. You, you, you just triggered a thought uh, or just an idea or a concept. Yeah. So basically what you were saying, in a way, right, the common man is the most forgotten man. So when we think of social media and the pandemic in particular, like the average Joe wasn't like was struggling and rightfully so. Right. That's the, you know, but it's like when you had people like you were mentioning or still like you knew in your heart of hearts, Oh man, I, I'm struggling. I, I, whatever I'm going through this right now. You could be vulnerable on your platform. Mm. The person like average person is going to be like, yeah, but you're still better off than I am right now. And mm. I guess if you look at platforms like be real or platforms that are like encouraging you to be a bit more authentic with what you're saying, then in a way you're not really chasing likes, you're just chasing like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now. For example, I would say like iMessage. Like if you have a family chat with your family, it's like when I send pictures to my parents or my brothers, like I, it's just like, oh yeah, this is what's going on right now, what's up? No, and that, sure. that's what social media should be. And that's what it, I think its goal was, but it yeah. evolved into some sort of competition for everyone, right? And it forgot about the most, I guess the common man and then what the common man loves the most, which is, just basic fundamental interactions with close people. Mm. I think you just kind of talked about like the point of social media. And I think that like something that we also have to consider is that over time, sure. I don't think anybody when they made Snapchat or like Instagram or whatever, they didn't really think about like what it would become as, in terms of like a company. And I think that now, like we'd like to think that the user base would kind of drive what the purpose of like these mm -hmm. social media or like these social media networks are. But ultimately, it's probably like it's the companies themselves, right? Because their bottom line is like they make the money off of the AdSense, right? Um, so I think that like part of the reason you've had this progression towards like going from the original, like the super casual days. Now people are like, you know, the rise of influencers. I think it probably was like uh, expanded upon because like these social media companies are benefited when you have like these creators push these products, make themselves look very good. We'll talk about like, I don't know, makeup or like, you know, when you have like these sponsorships from all these different companies, like huge Nike, Adidas, whatever. And then that kind of, it's like towards a capitalistic end, right? And so they want to make themselves look good for like the product so that they can get more engagement from people. Mm, and yeah, that's product, a good point. Yeah. Which then leads to like, you know, yeah. So I think that that's an interesting way of thinking about it that I just kind of like thought of. I don't know if you have any thoughts on like, because what do you think like the purpose of social media is, I guess? 
Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Well, I think so in our policy class, we talk about like distributive and redistributive policies. So in a way, social media, I think, is meant to be distributive, like everyone should benefit from this ability to share. Yeah. And what you were mentioning is more of a redistributive angle of like, these corporations are reaping so much more from social media, thanks to this platform. Like, for example, all these NBA jersey sales on Instagram now, before yeah. you just go on NBA.com, but now everyone's just on Instagram, House of Highlights, all of these accounts that post clips from games. These NBA teams are making some form of money off of it, right? Yeah. And these players are getting so much recognition and so much publicity. In a way, it's helping the people who are already better off more so. And then For you sure. have a lot of people who want to be like that guy. So they'll like try to like create and post things just to get likes. And those are sometimes the most cringy things you'll ever see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. I, yeah, it's, I guess, social media from a more redistributive angle, which is... Yeah. I mean, if you look at everything in society, it's like, oh, this is meant for everyone. But then when you really dive into the weeds, it's like, oh, no, this is just meant for like four or five guys, but whatever. Yeah. No, I think that like, it definitely is pretty arbitrary. I think because it all depends on like the personal value too, because obviously I am neglecting like the personal utility because obviously as per somebody who uses social media, I am getting something out of it. Um, and like whether or not it's productive, it's like, you know, who's to say, but yeah, I don't know. I think that like, I'm just trying to think about like how our culture has kind of shifted. Cause like, I've had, I've thought to myself in the past like few months, like, oh shit, like there are these people from like high school. Like I've been on Instagram for what, like 10 years now, like 10 years. It's like a majority of my life at this point on this like social media app. And That's crazy, yeah. yeah. And I'm thinking about like my parents, like they'll talk about people that they haven't seen since like high school or whatever. And like, I'm obviously transitioning into like more independence, more adulthood. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking about like the level of like our cultural shift that we have now that we have like the same level of connection, like across society. I think that it's like definitely changed how society kind of interacts to and like a personal level, because like, obviously we talk about like, who's it for in terms of like the corporations, but like, clearly there's like this cultural shift that's happened where we kind of have a dependency or like some utility that we get out of using these apps. Um, and I don't know, because like, what like i guess what do you use social media for what do you get out of it do you think so i was like what you were mentioning about high school and like the debate stuff really stuck with me because i was in like youth and government and i was very mm -hmm. involved with like academics so my posts if you look at 2019 2018 2017 are just me like doing something like achievement oriented yeah because it's like oh maybe this will be noticed by like rice or something right mm -hmm. and then in college now i've become much more laid back yeah. And the pandemic kind of exacerbated that because now I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm chill. Like, let's go. <laughs> and like, I was always very chill, but I felt this need to show more than who I was. Whereas now I'm just showing who I am. Yeah. But I think, I don't know, in a way that the pandemic, it sucked, but it made me more insular. It made me more like, I, I guess it made me more intrinsically motivated to share. Yeah. Because, uh, no. yeah, before the pandemic and before, honestly, before college, I was very like, let's share like, oh my God, I'm doing this right now. I can't wait to see what people think. Right. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, cool. You know, like I wanted to share, I, you know, you don't like, does that make sense? Like you don't really like, it's not about like getting the external validation. It's no, more about like no. just what you want to express. It, it's like a realization. So when I started college, I was like, oh, I want everyone to, you know, hi, this is utopian as, as hell, but it's like, oh, everyone can be my friend. And then you yeah. realize like after your freshman year, as, as soon as the pandemic hit, I went home and I was just with my family and it's like, like everyone was, and I was like, wow, you know, like 
only about five or six people from college I'm like consistently talking to. I'm talking to people, but it's like, they're only like seven, eight people I'm like always texting right now, hmm. right? And then that made me just think big picture. Well, from a networking and professional standpoint, everyone could be your friend, right? Mm-hmm. But socially, you're only going to have like eight or nine, 10 people that you're really close with. And that makes sense because it's impossible to just be everyone's friend, but it is possible to have a connection with everyone, if that makes sense. Yeah. No, for sure. No, I think that's really interesting. Talk about like the networking aspect because like you're like SOPA guy, but I've noticed that like or social, uh, sports management too. And I've noticed you do kind of have like, that you can kind of like turn it on i've noticed like i remember like when we came into sopa we had like the first group project i didn't really know anybody i was i'm pretty timid when it comes to like new people a little bit more of an introvert but you were like taking charge and i thought that that was really interesting and obviously it kind of makes sense because you were like a week core and i guess that's like probably part of the job right yeah that's a really interesting angle to go about it and like for sure i think that like clearly as you talk about that makes a lot of sense the pandemic you have like only this insular group of friends and then you're only really like expressing, I guess, to them if you're giving to anybody, right? Exactly. No, I, okay. So for example, like the podcast and everything, like right now, what inspired me to do all these, like, okay, like have people on type of thing. It's it's a way of like bridging a gap with people you've always wanted to talk to more. Sure. Cause in a way, in my mind, it's like the real ones will want to talk more. Yeah. (laughs) No, seriously. Like if you think of it that way, that makes it, it makes life a bit more clear. It's like if you create opportunities for people who you think are more authentic to talk to you or to talk with them, then they'll they'll pounce on those opportunities. It's just a matter of time and vice versa, right? Like if there's an opportunity to like hang out or something, for example, like I coached freshman flag. Yeah. I was like, that's a no brainer because I didn't advise for a week, but I still have a connection with the freshman beyond being a court. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Were you, Mert, what it was fresh it was freshman, freshman flag yeah freshman sophomore flag yeah. oh yeah that because we were yeah. at the game yeah. yeah yeah you were at the game like you were on the side like you were there yeah yeah. We're yeah, yeah. yeah 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 good work mcmurtry let's go yeah i, I know cortez i remember cortez yeah. was coach but yeah yeah Cor- cortez was coach and then i was like the assistant coach but you, cortez takes things a bit too seriously for i <laughs> <laughs> so it's like you gotta be i don't know i like playing the i mean it personally it's like for every intense person out there, you need a captain cool. Mm-hmm. I tend to be the captain cool. So it's like intense people, you guys are cool. You guys mean a lot, but sometimes people just want to lay, lay low and just chill. No, I can tell. As somebody who watches lots of basketball, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Coach Calipari from University of Kentucky. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Whenever you're... in the fourth quarter he gets heated, he'll get kicked out. We always got – I think it's Toledo. I don't remember his name. Damn, this makes me look like a bad UK fan, but regardless, we always got our backup. We we got a coaching staff. He's a blue blood guy. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> deep coaching staff. Yeah, yeah. clearly wow. not though, because like took the L to St. Peter's. But hey, at least you weren't the only school that lost to them, right? Yeah, this is true. And Shout you took them to overtime, so it was the closest game. That's true. At least we took them to overtime. <laughs> yeah. Well, in a way, they took you to overtime, and then you laid an egg in overtime, but you still played an extra five, I don't know, is it five more minutes? You played an extra five minutes than everyone else did against them. Yes, sir. I saw that, like, three other guys are going to transfer now, enter the transfer portal today. Oh, yeah. No, it's that's crazy. (laughs) I think you don't really – I mean, because their coach left. He went to Seton Hall, right, his alma mater, Sheen Hall. Mm, So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. 
No, I was thinking I didn't hear about that because I was thinking, damn, that's like that's kind of betrayal. They yeah, left no, the program that yeah, made yeah. them, but like coach the, coach the coach immediately, like, I'm not joking, like within three days of them being eliminated, was like, Oh yeah, I'm Seton Hall's head coach now. Because he played at Seton Hall. So mm, okay, that's fair, I guess. So it's like I think that's like the one school where it's like, oh, it's kind of passable, you know. Like yeah, it's like yeah. on on um I guess tying it back to social media, it's like social media. Um if you're like up late at night waiting for someone to post and it's like, let's say it's like an, your favorite artist, your favorite NBA player, or your parents or like a close friend or a loved one, you're like, okay, you know what? This is an exception to be on Instagram a longer amount of time, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like for Shaheen Holloway, Seton Hall was the exception to him, like uh, from him, like just to stay at St. Peter's. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. That reminds me, I got to watch out for new releases and like, because that's that's like the only reason that I would stay up super late is like see if an artist is dropping on Spotify. Yeah, and, and rightfully so. I mean, because you would, I mean, it's not like a normal thing. If it's a normal thing, that's another that's a whole another. <laughs> I, I got I need an intervention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, call call your mom and dad up real quick. Get them on. Yeah. The <laughs> no. Yeah. But, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, sorry. I was just, I was just thinking, uh, I don't know. I was just asking about like the Grammys, what you thought about that. Uh, personally, I am not the biggest, uh, I'm not up to date. I'm an audiophile. I'm not an audio follower. I love, I love songs. I do have my collection of bangers, I guess, but I am, I, uh, I, I don't follow the artists that well. I see. That's fair. But if you want to come on in the future, maybe, and you could talk about the Grammys cause I'd be cool. You could kind of lead it if you wanted to. Sure. I don't know. I don't really follow. I don't know. I don't want to be that guy. I don't really follow the mainstream too much. I just saw that like Kiss Me More won like the best duo song. And that was a little. Oh, wow. Okay. I... That was a little outrageous to me. That's surprising. It, it, I did not think. Wow. Yeah. Like I love SZA, but it, it's kind of a silly song. I don't know. That's just I mean, my it, Yeah. It's like a, it's a fun, I guess it's a funnish song. Like I, I saw Doja Cat perform at ACL, which was kind of cool. Really? Dang. But, but it was, I mean. I mean, it, again, it's like a popular mainstream song. Didn't know if it was worthy of an award type of thing. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, Damn. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, you know, thanks for joining, Josser. Really appreciate your time. And, uh, you know, definitely come back on in, in the future. We can maybe talk about some more. It was a great conversation. We talked about pretty much anything you could imagine to talk about. Yeah. Shout out to social media for sure. Yeah. Shout out. The reason that we're here right now. Yeah. There we go.